Hello everyone, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This is a watch-through of The Legend of Korra. Isaac and I will be discussing each episode and giving our opinions on it. Just as a reminder, this podcast does contain spoilers for The Legend of Korra. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. everyone and welcome back to let's talk avatar my name is rachel and my name is isaac and today we're going to be discussing episode 12 of season 3 of the legend of korra this episode is called enter the void and boy are we entering the void in this one zahir got us all twisted actually Um, they got him twisted basically this episode is pretty intense. The Yeah, these are the last two episodes. Well, we're not going to be talking about the last two, but this is the second to the last episode. And it there's so much. I feel like they fit all of season three into these two episodes, don't yeah. you think? There's so much that goes on and you can't stop watching. You have to keep watching and it's so much suspense. Even Isaac and I were like, why is this so suspenseful? We've seen this before, but why are we like... Wait, what was that? <laughs> Anyways, um, the okay, so it starts out with the Avatar team strategizing, and I fucking love that Suyin and Lin are a part of it because they need them, as you'll see later on in this episode. Um, but they're a really good addition. Oh, Anton Rock, mm-hmm. like everyone together collectively has all these amazing ideas, and you know, what I noticed. Because we have yet to see it till now, Suyin and Lin work so well together. Yeah. They really do complement each other when they fight with one another. Not fighting against, I mean, not, yeah, fighting against each other, but fighting with each other. It's like, even though they've been apart for so many years, they still kind of had that chemistry and knew what to do. The theme in these two episodes, specifically this one, though, that I've noticed is everyone is kind of giving it their all. Yeah. To the point of sacrifice. Like yeah. multiple times on both sides. Well, I think when Cora decides, like, I'm willing to sacrifice my life for these people, everyone else is like, okay, if she's willing to sacrifice, we're willing to sacrifice. Yeah, and I they mean, even tell her, they're like, that's not a good idea, but if that's how you see it, then we will be, like, right behind you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they find every way possible not to, but if they need to, they will. And I think that's something about this avatar gang that is so awesome is that these people are willing to fight to the death with Korra. Yeah. Like they won't back down and not even like even Asami in the middle of this when she's fighting and you're like dang you know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait I th- is that the next episode? And then um Zaheer it cuts to Zaheer on the I don't even know where they were at somewhere and he's like they were at the Northern Air Temple, right? Yeah. And he's like reciting Guru Lahim's lines of like entering the void because he wants to fly and oh, all that. Yeah. And then Pali walks in and it's a very dark feel because he is speaking in the past tense, almost like he knows that Pali's going to die or that she has to die for him to fly, to enter the void. Well, I think he knows that he she has to die because she is the last earthly tether for him, like earthly desire. Yeah. But, yeah, like you're saying, he's talking to her as if he already knows she's going to die. You know? Yeah, and but she is so unaware because 
Rachel brought up a good point. She is only the product of what Zaheer wants her to be. Because yeah. she's so devoted to him and his cause. When he saved her life and they're in love. So obviously to her, like she will do anything for him. And I don't think she realizes that she's going to have to die for that to happen. But honestly, knowing the Red Lotus, none of them, like sacrificing their life is part of their journey. Yeah. Like they lo- it's not like they're going to back down from that. If they need to, they will. And you see that in these episodes. I think a lot of that has to do with they have nothing to lose. They've already lost mm-hmm. before. They might as well go all out this time. Yeah, agreed. Which makes it so scary because, once again, we're in a spot with an enemy where you're like, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah. Um, but there's a huge freaking fight on that cliff. Um, I don't, I don't know what... I'm trying to figure out, like... There is just a bunch of fighting scenes. Some of the best fighting scenes, I think, in the entire series. Yeah. Um, Tonrock, especially, saving Korra. Because at this point, Korra has already given herself up and she's, like, shackled. So she can't really do anything, but she can still bend with her feet. But she, like, bends with her feet and she can't obviously take on all of them for too long. So then Tonrock shows up and he's holding his own against Sahir and almost, like, gets him. There's he's a really so cool good. There's a really cool scene where he's about to literally kill him with like an ice spike. When he hits the floor, it just goes like and he, shatters. Yeah, it was really cool to see her and her dad fighting alongside each other. The, just the different dynamics they have and the way that they work together so well. Like she knew to come in when he was backing away and vice versa and it was just it was really cool. That's really sad though because it, there's a moment where her dad gets pushed off the cliff by Zaheer. And from that moment on, until she sees him again, she thinks he's dead. Can you imagine going through everything well, you are and thinking your dad is dead? And then Zaheer, right as he's pushing Tonrock off the cliff, he's like, be like the Earth Queen or something like that. Oh, Like, say hi to the Earth Queen for me. Yeah, he has no remorse for anything. But again, it's because he believes what he's fighting for is for the greater good. Like, he truly believes that this is the right thing to do also can we talk about kuvira wait we can't talk about that yet that's too far there's, ahead i'm telling you guys there's so many things that are happening and it's just like there's so much on okay, our brain so so we've covered pretty much cora and tonrock's fight with zaheer whatever while that's happening asami bolin and mako oh. and tenzin they save tenzin because they think that the airbenders are in there well, it turns out when they get inside the temple, it's just Mingwa creating like copies of everyone with her water. Which, how creepy would that be? Mm-hmm. You know, because why would they all have like their capes over them? You know what their I mean? Their hoods, yeah. Yeah. But it, of course, it's a setup. Like everyone knew it was a setup. Even if they didn't, they knew. Like they knew it was a possibility. So whatever that happens, and then they're locked in there because Gazan literally overkill. Lava bends so the entire temple. Lava. Like, t- too much. And so, they're trying to get out of there. While that's happening, Suyin and Lin are fighting Pali. The way Pali dies, though, tell me it isn't the most drastic death. I mean, there's a reason they don't really show it. Yeah. Like, they show it, it but they don't. Yeah, I feel like... That would be a really brutal, like, to show. <laughs> 
Yeah. Mingwa, even Mingwa's death, I was like. But again, you'll have you have this sacrifice theme going into it, mm-hmm. where from all ends. Yeah. Even the bad guys, like your good guys, bad guys, everyone at this point is willing to sacrifice their life for their cause. But Suyin and Lin are like getting to a point where they're like, we can't freaking stop this lady. Like she's too powerful, and so they get behind a rock, and Lin is like, I'll distract her as much as possible while you hit her and try to knock her out type thing but even then she says i love you as if like i don't know if i'm ever gonna see you again yeah i love you if i die doing this just know that you know yeah and that's basically what happens is lynn gets to a point where she's on the ground can't do anything and she's about to die to Mm poli but right as poli is about to shoot her combustion laser thing sugan comes up with this like metal helmet and wraps it it's, it's a chess piece, yeah, right? Yeah, but she wraps it around her head. Yeah, she wraps around Pali's head as soon as she does the combustion. And then you can only imagine her brain is just destroyed. Yeah, it's, like it's her head so is blown off right there. I told Isaac, you know, Suyin's kind of bothered me here and there, but they would not have been able to pull off what they did without her. Suyin is very cutthroat when she needs... She's like an assassin. Well, and think about it. Opal is her only... I mean, she's willing to save everyone, but opal's at stake her own daughter she's like i'm going to save her regardless of what i have to do and so i think everyone has the collective passion behind saving the airbenders and and defending cora but also everyone else has their own personal motivation behind things and that's what makes this so much greater because everyone's fighting it's like you said with so much energy like it like to the death they're fighting like they have nothing to lose and I think that's what makes these episodes, well, this one specifically, so good is because there is so much energy brought to the table. Yeah. Um, and then cut to where Asami, Mako, and Bolin are at. Well, and Tenzin. And so suspenseful. They're like walking through the secret passageway that somehow Tenzin knows about because apparently every airbender knows about these passages, like Master or whatever. So they go through there. The lava's creeping up on them, and Bolin's like trying as hard as he can with his earth bending to stop it. Mm-hmm. But it gets to a point where it's like, okay, we've made it out, and now we have to like do something. We can't just jump yeah. out of here, or else, you know, we'll die jumping anyways. Mm-hmm. We either get burned alive or we jump. So Bolin eventually like does all he can. Because the lava is like shooting out almost onto them. And mm-hmm. he eventually learns how to lava bend just like that. Mm-hmm. And it, he like encases the wall behind them. And it's one of those cool moments because it's like, yeah, you weren't going to be a metal bender, but you obviously had something in you. It makes you happy because he wanted so badly to be someone special to have. Because you think of Mako, he can bend electricity. Yeah. Bolin has only been able to do just earth. And then this moment he finds out he's a lava bender and the only other lava bender we've been introduced to is um, what's his name, Gazan. Yeah. So you're, I'm, you get happy for him. You're like, first of all, you just saved your friends, basically your, well, your friends and your family, and you've, you found that you can bend a new element. Like how crazy! It's one of those cool moments where you're like, this is so suspenseful, but it was well worth it. Yeah. You guys, we watched both episodes because we couldn't stop watching. So we're trying to... Isaac wrote down notes so we would remember what to mention in this one and not what to mention in the next episode. But it's really hard because I want to talk about it all. It's so hard. So at the end of this episode, they bring Korra to a cave. 
Mm-hmm. The I'm assuming like the Red Lotus hideout, whatever. Yeah, because there's other members of the Red Lotus. But they're like cult members, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Rachel pointed out something really interesting. The cave is filled with those crystals, and they look like the same ones that were in the cave that um, Azula killed Aang in in season two, of The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, did they probably did it on purpose? Like a callback to it in a way. Yeah. I, think, I guess to me, what made it, made it stand out is they're poisoning her. This poison is supposed to induce her into the Avatar state. So then that way they can kill her while she's in the Avatar state and the the Avatar cycle will end. And if you think about it, that same kind of situation happened in Avatar The Last Airbender without it being induced, you know? Yeah. Aang went into the Avatar state and Azula killed him. Katara brought him back to life. Still kind of a confusing situation there, but... Which, I just realized, Katara plays a big part next season with Korra in that whole Avatar State thing, but that's for later episodes. Yeah, Um, it's... But, yeah, it it just gave me, um, like, a deja vu kind of moment where I'm like, well, we've seen this before. Same kind of concepts, same kind of situation, just obviously different avatars, different enemies. And this one's a little more intense. Me and Isaac mentioned last time the poison scenes and watching them now again, it's just like that scene with her eyes are so like bugged out and you just feel for her. And the entire time she's fighting it. She's fighting it because she knows. I think that's in the next episode. Oh, oh, it is. But yeah. um, I'm so bad at this. I'm sorry. poison scenes though i mean yeah imagine getting poison just like seeping into your skin and into your like bloodstream imagine watching this live and knowing that core is going to be poisoned but you haven't seen anything yet and it ends at that like that's where the episode ends is it's like you know she's going to be poisoned but you haven't seen anything happen yet and again we're at this point where it's like how are they going to save her how is she going to get out what are they going to do yeah so you, you have this suspense built up. You're like, um, what is happening? What? I, as a viewer, you want to so badly intervene in this show. Do you not? Like, is there not moments where you're thinking like, man, I wish I was there to help as if you could. But you know what I mean? And I think in the end of this episode, Kai saves them. Yeah, Kai shows up to save. Uh, Asami and all of them that were left in the temple. With the mm-hmm. lava. Which, um, one of the episodes before, you see him leave on one of the baby bison, but you don't see him again. And I think, well, he explains where he's been and what had happened. So, yeah. it's, this episode, obviously enjoyable, has you on the edge of your seat the entire time. So good that you have to keep watching, and then you have to make a podcast about it, and then you yeah. gotta get the episodes confused. <laughs> These are the episodes I wish all of the episodes were like. Yes. Obviously not this jam-packed because it wouldn't make sense, but they're just so enticing. Yeah, they they want you to, I mean, they keep you wanting more. You know, you're just so enthralled in it. You're so invested. You are, At this point, you really do care about all these characters that they've brought up so far. I mean, 
the airbenders are off on their own so like we don't see them pretty much all of this episode so you actually do care about everyone that's in the episode (laughs) airbender hate stays no i love jenora jenora we forgot to mention jenora and the airbenders i mean do we need to mention them but she's not it's i that i don't think that happens to the last episode no it happens they she sees that uh she's gonna get poisoned doesn't she Right? I think so. I think she sees and she's like... She's in We're gonna her astral to... projection state. Yeah. And she's like, holy fuck. <laughs> she's like, are we going to have to get out of here ourselves, guys? Yeah. Um, when... And then when you see, you see where the airbenders are at, too. Hold on. When Suyin and all of them break in and save the airbenders, and then she goes to hug Opal and Bolden put... Oh. Wait, I thought that was this episode. Okay, sorry guys, we're going to talk about this two times, so you're going to hear some stuff from the next episode in here, and then you'll probably hear me repeat it again in the next episode. It's just a little preview I'm putting in there for you guys. Yeah. Like I said, it's hard, these episodes are so good, it's hard not to get them intertwined, you know? Who is your favorite character in this episode? In this episode? Ooh, I don't know. I'm not picking, I don't even know why I asked that. I don't even know, it's so hard. Um, I don't know. I can't yeah. pick. I can't pick. It's too hard. Same. There's too many. <sighs> they all did so good this episode. They all contributed in such great ways and they all worked as a team. There was no one that I was like, man, get them out of here. Because usually I feel that way. There's always that one character where you're like, really? Do they have to be here? But everyone pulled their weight and did what they needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because everyone was needed. Yeah. Which I love when they utilize everyone and it doesn't feel forced or it doesn't feel like, oh, we have to get this character in here. It felt like an actual plan. Um, we never acknowledge the fact that Zaheer learns to fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he literally enters the void, the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, he literally enters the void because Pali dies. Which, by the way, he has really no... He's like, Pali! And then all of a sudden he's like, enter the void. Instantly. Instantly. And you're, he's, he's like, like oh, I've been waiting she's for this dead. Moment. Maybe he'd already processed it. You know, like he was, he probably knew she was going to have to die. So he processed those feelings. I was thinking about this earlier. He strikes me as very um, unempathetic. Mm-hmm. And I wonder almost if he has a little bit of like sociopathy in him. Yeah. And in that case, I feel like he was able to enter the void so quickly after Pali died because his love for Pali wasn't quote-unquote real it was more so manufactured what do you mean like Like you can force yourself to feel these emotions but you don't actually no feel them i guess does that make sense i i mean you feel them i get 100 percent what you're saying but i think he actually did like have a deep love for her i think that was really the one thing in his life that he couldn't let go of that's why when it came to entering the void he couldn't do it until she died because think about it, if that's the case, if he really didn't have real deep emotions for her, he would have been able to fly a long time ago. But he needed her. Yeah. Just like he needed everyone else. Well, he needed her, but he also loved her. You know? Yeah. I think, of course, he's not expressing it in the same ways that normal people do, because he's not a normal person. But I think he did really deeply love her. But when he flies, remember Suyin and Lin's reaction? They're like, um, what? is he flying? 
Um, but that's hard to animate. Yeah. Because, like, how do you animate a character floating? Yeah. You know? Like, uh, I don't even... I would hate... Yeah, it looked weird because it just looked like he was standing, like, at a different perspective. Like, the perspective you have Yeah, like, him. there's supposed to be a platform there for yeah, him to yeah. stand on. But he's, like, in this cloud. And then he flies by. It is pretty crazy. I mean, if anyone were to enter the void, it would be Zaheer. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, because Tenzin definitely couldn't do that. With all of his family and friends, he, he would have, have, have to all die. a lot of people to kill. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, he'd still feel bad. Like, yeah. there's no way. Okay. <laughs> Rohan? No. Nope. Maybe, nope. maybe Milo can enter the void. I feel like he's kind of sociopathic in some ways. He might be able to. Yeah. Anyways. I can see it. <laughs> I think that's it for this episode. Yes. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope to see you soon. And we hope you enjoy this episode. And only one more episode till the end of season three. <sighs> thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. We hope you all have an amazing day, night, morning, whatever time it is for you. And we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com, on Twitter at Let's Avatar, and on Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar. Join us next week for another episode. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.